Everybody stop what you're doing, please. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Where's the hammer? From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it. And Eric is here to guide the way. Is it on the, uh, go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. These are the wrong plans. These are the old plans. Welcome to Stop It! Around the House with Eric G. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. This is the Pro Insider Podcast. This is for all you folks out there that work in the building trades. I don't care if you're a framer, finished carpenter, if you're selling tile to contractors, or you're an interior designer, this show is for you every single Thursday. You'll find it in two different places. You'll find it in the middle of the uh, Around the House with Eric G podcast. And we do have our own RSS feed for this now. So if you just want to check out the Pro Insider stuff every week, you can catch it all by itself. In case you're the pro and maybe don't want to hear the DIY tips and ideas that I've got on the podcast. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, This is going to be a fairly quick one because I actually have a cabinetry delivery coming in here in a little bit uh, for my kitchen and bathroom stuff that I'm doing. So doing some cabinetry swap out. We've got a nice project going on, which you'll hear about on Around the House with Eric G. So I'll have to keep this a little brief today, no long-form interview. But I wanted to talk about two different things that this time of year as we're heading into November, that as a business owner, if you're a business owner out there and you've had a decent year or maybe even not a decent year this year, here's two tips that I want you to dive into. First off, Call your accountant or tax preparer, whoever does your taxes for you. Now is the time that I'd like to see you run some numbers to see where you're at because you still have time to work on a few deductions if you need to, if you need to do some capital improvements, things like that. You want to know now. You don't want to go, oh, man, if I'd have just spent 10000 bucks on some new tools, I would have had to pay so many less taxes. You can get yourself a little bit of savings with how you do that. So I'm not going to give you tax advice here because that's not my gig, but that's what your professional that knows your business should be doing for you. So make sure you have them run some numbers and just ask, hey, where are we at right now? Because I know people out there that are 30 and 40% up over their best numbers ever. And those are the people that I'm really worried about because they might get a nice big hit at the end of the year or quarterly, whichever they're doing. But I want to make sure that these guys are taking those correctly. And if you need to go out and do something that's going to make your team more efficient, maybe uh, you've got that old truck out there that's blowing through the gas bill 365 days a year and you want to get something a little more efficient, something a little newer, this might be the year to do it if you can find a truck to buy because those aren't on the shelves either. But uh, one thing I saw today that was an interesting statistic. So I got up this morning and our GDP numbers we're 33.1%. That's a massive, massive growth in the economy. Now, we had a massive crash in the economy earlier, but that is our biggest growth that we've had in recent history. I think they said nothing like that in our history, and you'd have to get back into the 40s to see something that gets even close to that. 
One thing that I thought was very interesting is they said, I think it was 56%. I kind of had one eye open when I was getting announced of people out there. There's a 56% increase in home investment. That means people investing in their homes. That number increased by 56%. Well, if we walk into a lumberyard, home center, or any place else that we buy materials, we could see that with the low inventories, that's going to be kind of crazy because we know that. We can see that. Lumber's been hard to find. We've had all these things going on that have been tough to get. You know, you order some hardware or you're trying to find a dishwasher out there. It's hard to find because demand is so big and we've had some production issues. So that number to me tells me that we are going to continue that number through the fall, winter, and into spring. Just because a lot of this same growth is people still taking on projects. Now, when you've got companies investing back in themselves and you've got um, manufacturing as far as these people that are putting lumber, lumber mills to lumber yards to everything else, trying to get those shelves just filled back up again where they're supposed to be, that tells me that we're going to have some big, big numbers ahead. And so that's really positive. And I think that's positive for everybody else here in the lumber building material building science, all of the industries out there. I think this is going to be good for our whole residential building industry. Now, if I'm in the commercial industry, I think that's there's some still some dark times ahead out there. I think that we're going to see remodeling on, the, on that industry going, going well as companies figure out that they don't need to have all their people in the office. They don't need this big office space. I would not want to be building high-rises right now for office buildings because I think uh, unless you're building something that larger companies can downsize into, I think we're going to see a major push down. So my advice would be if you are a, uh, a smaller you know, builder out there that does mostly commercial, you might think about getting into residential because I think there's going to be strong demand there where there might be a little bit less on the commercial side. I could be wrong, but let's see what happens. I think a lot of people have been scared to let people work at home up until 2020. And I think that's going to be a whole new thing going on. And I think that leads an opportunity for people to be uh, remodeling their homes to add that home office space. We're getting a little off track here, but I wanted to talk about that number today because it's a big deal for everybody in this industry. So take a look at those taxes. Make sure that you've got that dialed in and make sure that you know what's coming. Know if there's something you can do to, uh, to get that number down. Try taking it. I know people that are doing some big capital improvements this year because they had a good year or they deferred, you know, last year's stuff into this year and they had to take that hit this year. So anyway, make sure you do that. And then second of all, if you're a contractor and you're dealing with tools, make sure, again, I keep seeing a lot of thefts and stuff out there. Crime is on the rise in many locations. And uh, make sure that you've got that stuff taken care of. And, you know, there's a lot of companies down, you know, Milwaukee came out with their one key system, which to me makes perfectly good sense if you're a contractor because you can track those tools. They get stolen. You can turn them off. And uh, there's that little tracking thing inside of it that as soon as it gets next to somebody that has a one key device and it's uh, got a battery in it, it's going to contact it. And guess what? All of a sudden, if that thing's supposed to be turned off, it's going to get shut down. So you can actually have control of your tools that way. So... As we get into the winter months, if you've got one of those Wells Cargo type cargo trailers where you're hauling all your tools and stuff around, 
It's always a good idea to make sure you've got the best in hitch locks. And if you're leaving at a job site, I want to see that thing locked up three or four different ways. I like seeing that thing locked into, uh, you know, the, the, a really good hitch lock. I like seeing the locked wheel chocks and even running a chain through the tires. I have seen it where people make it really hard to get through there and to, uh, to deal with that kind of situation. Now, they're going to be able to steal it one way or the other. I mean, they could pull into the flatbed and drag it up there, but there's only so many things you can do. But making that hard to get taken is good. And make sure that you've got it secure. You know, those little plastic roof fence, somebody small can drop down into it. That's how Girls Build got their tools stolen, is somebody jumped in through the roof, through the roof fence, and uh, took it that way. So maybe a little, uh, you know, bars across the roof fence might be a smart thing on the inside to keep somebody from popping in. You want to make it hard. And, of course, you could put low jack and all those kind of different things on those tools and at least your big stuff. So a little bit of security goes a long way. And these days, I tell you what, there's a lot of people out there that are now making solar-powered and powered Wi-Fi job site cameras. They come in, they put them on a, on a pole, get them 16 feet off the ground. They're already self-contained. They're running off a solar or battery. And you can monitor your job site. You've got motion cameras. You've got motion lights. You can have it tell you when somebody has entered your job site. There's a lot of different security things you can do with now things are getting darker. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, you have full control of your job site. This is great for home builders. It's great. That technology has been in existence for a number of years. And uh, I think it's really smart if you're a home builder to know who's on your property out there that you're trying to build for somebody. That way you can reduce that liability. The last thing you want is some vagrant coming in there, starting a fire on the first floor on the on the. Uh, OSB subfloor and burning your project down. You want to be able to make sure that you've got that security around it. And I think that's a good, smart way to go. As well as there's a lot of good smart locks you can put on projects as well out there. So uh, that's just stuff to take a look at and stuff to think about. But job site security and making sure those tools, you you know, if you're out buying new tools this year, take a look at Milwaukee stuff. That one key system is tried and true. Some others, you know, other brands have Systems that are not as great, in my opinion, but they do have them. So take a look out there and see um, and see what you think. But uh, I, I use one key on a lot of my stuff, and uh, it really keeps stuff where I know where it's at. And it's one of those things that it's good to keep it under wraps. And if you've got a bunch of crews out there, you can see if your guys are using your tools and your blades and everything else during a uh, on a weekend side project and you can keep track of that stuff all right we got a big show coming up on around the houses this this weekend with eric g we've got uh, smells inside your home and a bunch of basement waterproofing and diy type stuff it's a diy weekend around the house with eric g including some foundation repairs thanks for listening to around the house we'll see you saturday Around the House with Eric G. is produced by, designed by Eric G. in association with Salem Media and distributed nationally by the Sun Broadcast Group. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020 designed by Eric G. We will be back next week. If you missed part of the show, check out the podcast of all of our shows at aroundthehouseonline.com. Remember, measure with a micrometer, mark with caulk, and cut with an axe. Thanks for listening to Around the House.